Yeah, I was just going to tell you if, you know, for once in your life, you want to be somebody who's really in the know, uh, CIA guys are actually called officers and not agents. So a little little inside baseball for you there. Oh, well, shit, I don't know. Like, could you imagine if I ever tried to get in on the inside there? Number one, I couldn't because of where I was born. Enemy territory in Canada. But also, I wouldn't be able to fit any physical test or mental test. So I actually had a coworker when I was there who he had to do some work with the Canadian version of the CIA. So he had to go up there and visit with them. And, you know, whereas all of our facilities, you have to, you know, basically give them a, a retinal scan every time. I said retinal, not rectum, Collins. Retinal scan every time you want to enter the I facility. Heard. The Canadians, he literally said they walked right in and, you know, hey, how's it going? I hope you have a nice day, <laughs> which I don't think that's a surprise to anyone, right? No, that's uh, that sounds about right. They're like, oh, you want to know our secrets? Here they are. Yeah. So, uh, but beyond that, yeah, you'd be surprised some of the people who, uh, I mean, if you pay attention to the the national news, maybe you won't be too surprised about who makes it into that place. Damn. Yeah, it's a lot of idiots everywhere, huh? Yeah. All right, we recorded, boys. Are you everyone recording? Yeah, recording. Brandon with you. and Brandon. Yeah. Oh, we got two Brandons today. So, welcome to episode whatever the fuck of the Valley Boys. I am your host, Dave Weasel. Let's get this shit over with. We are in quarantine lockdown. I We got my stupid, shitty sidekick, Brandon Collins. Hello. And our guest, who is a former CIA officer. Nailed it. Turned TV producer and comedian wrangler, Brandon Blackburn. So, Brandon and Brandon, how are we going to do this? Guys, look, I just want to tell you, if, if there's any example of how quickly a person's life can turn on a dime, I was supposed to be on my honeymoon this week with my beautiful wife, somewhere exotic, unplugged, you know, away from it all. And instead, due to this godforsaken coronavirus, I'm sitting here with you two, uh, you know, talking <laughs> into a microphone on my computer. So what did I do to piss off the, the gods beyond this universe? I don't know, man, but I like how you specified beautiful wife. Of course. Of course. She gets you know more what I mean? beautiful by the day. Yeah, but it implies you've also got an ugly one tied up out back somewhere, you know? But yeah, you got that new marriage love going. That's cool. I know. I told her in nine months we'll either be divorced or have a baby. It depends on how this quarantine goes. <laughs> yeah, but, they got a name for that, for the babies being born right now. Renonials or something? That's just what we need. I'm just going to start calling them. But you Gen know what? At Z. least these are babies coming from actual couples that live together. Presumably. I did, read, I did read today that the uh, rates of domestic violence have skyrocketed significantly in the past Jeez, week. Jeez, I two. believe that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's, that's shitty. So quit beating that's up a, Brandon, if you would. <laughs> no doubt. If we lived together, I would have slapped him like at least four times by now. And I would have put him through the. We we got to we got to specify which Brandon we're talking about. So uh, Blackburn, I'm going to refer to you as Brandon, and Brandon Collins, I'm going to refer to you as Shitty Brandon. What? what or just to, Shit Dick? What Are you there, Brandon? What shit Dick. Awesome Brandon. Amazing Brandon. Did he leave us? He might. I don't know. Maybe he muted himself. Did you offend him so greatly that he had to? <laughs> he's already being he replaced. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, what did you do? Hell if I know. Everything's plugged we didn't hear in and you. working. 
hear you talk for like two minutes. It was glorious. Stop trying to watch coronavirus porn at the same time you're doing this show. <laughs> Someone posted a link to that. It exists already, man. Yeah, yeah the it, porn industry is booming. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you can get it free on uh, Pornhub right now from what I see in Brandon's tweets. Well, and, and and here's a crazy thing, right? So uh, Pornhub, initially when Italy went crazy, they gave everybody in Italy free premium accounts. And then what happened like a week later, the number of new cases started slowing down. So I, I, I can't believe that's a coincidence. That had to have been uh, thanks to Pornhub. They're the ones that are going to save us. All in Not all heroes wear capes, my friends. Yeah. Some of them wear nothing but gorilla masks and a, a trench coat. <laughs> All right, so we got everybody on right now. Yep. We got yep, I'm Brandon and Shit Dick. All right. So how's everybody handling the lockdown? Uh, Blackburn, where are you? Ha- where exactly are you? For I'm everyone here in that Southern doesn't know, Southern Command in beautiful uh, Florida, but I'm on the opposite side of the state from all the uh, idiot spring breakers that we had upon us a couple days ago. Okay, you're on the side where people drive their lawnmowers to work right i'm on this side as seinfeld said where the state flag should be a, a steering wheel two knuckles and a hat it's a lot of a lot of elderly people <laughs> right on with your beautiful wife my beautiful new wife yeah we're about four weeks into this thing and you were supposed to go on honeymoon and instead you're watching <laughs> your dick get with smaller with us yeah <laughs> well thanks for being here um if it makes you feel any better, it's been a while since uh, I've had a romantic evening with someone's wife, so you're not alone. That's that's shocking. <laughs> so uh, I posted on the internet that we got you on Blackburn, uh, and pretty much everybody's just asking about JFK. Uh, so who shot JFK? CIA well, officer. I mean, that presumes it was only one person, right? Oh, here we go. Now it's good. That's, good. All, that's all I can say, guys. I mean, that's, you know, you take it from there. Who's the other person? Was it Brandon Collins? By the way, have you seen The Irishman? There's some really good tidbits in that in that uh, film that could lead you to the answer. Did they, do you think that The Irishman consulted CIA officers when they made that movie? Well, I do know that there is an office in Langley specifically designated to liaise with hollywood that's that's their full-time job so anytime there's a a show like homeland or hell even you guys remember meet the parents yeah yeah so they actually advised the agency as they were writing the script and you remember the scene where de niro uh ben stiller ended up in his his lair and got lie detectored and all that yeah yeah yeah, that was originally supposed to be more of a, a torture chamber, and the the agency was like, "Whoa, <laughs> you know, wink, wink." It's bad for our brand. Yeah, we don't do that. So, uh, so they've got some they've got some pull in Hollywood. Yeah, I bet. You know, it's the same thing in Canada. The RCMP is their uh, image and all that is owned by Disney, so <laughs> that's who they're in bed with. I thought it was Nickelodeon, but that works too. It's all one big cartoon. So you you don't think there was a uh, you do you do or you don't think there was a second JFK shooter? I don't know about it. I don't know about a second, but I I wouldn't be surprised if there was influences beyond, you know, a lone gunman taking up arms for himself. 
and that's just me. That's not anything from from the vault, if you will. Right. Okay. But you guys don't gossip about that by the water cooler. No, we got in my day and age. We gossip more about you know like Bin Laden's porn collection. Wait, seriously? Oh yeah, he he had a huge stash of porn when the uh, when the seals got him. In fact, he had some freaky stuff in there, man. Yeah, well, I guess yeah, he's alone in the caves. But like, what kind of porn is this? Uh, like video? Is this internet porn? Is this uh, you know magazines or these private pictures? What are we talking? Well, he, there were a, a few pictures that looked strikingly resembled Collins now that you mention it. But um, <laughs> no, he had all kinds of stuff. In fact, he was so freaky. He had some collections where the woman's face was completely uncovered. Oh, that oh, sinning wow. son of a bitch. Yeah, I think they call That's that the non-oppressed woman fetish. <laughs> <laughs> God. See, th- th- these are the secrets of the, uh, of the uh, government that I want to know. Like, you know, fuck all that other shit. This is what we do on taxpayer on taxpayer die, my friends. Ah, it's, yeah, totally worth it. That's wild. I wonder why they haven't released that information. That's something people would want to know. If you dig a little bit, I think there have been a couple. It's It's been referenced a few times, but, uh, yeah, he wasn't nearly as pious as he, he led his disciples to believe he was. Wait, wait you mean well, a guy he... that ordered, like, 20 people to jump on planes and crash into buildings and kill a whole bunch of people wasn't that pious yeah surprising right shocker didn't he have like multiple wives though yeah but they all do which just sounds like a massive headache to me you know what's wild that correlates with tiger king have you guys been watching that uh no no, i've seen everybody posting about it though it's the latest fucking thing for people to get their tits in a twist about you seen that Blackburn? No, it's on my list though. So, so enlighten us. What oh. can we expect? Well, I'm only a few episodes into this Tiger King, but shit's getting real. All right, it's about these batshit crazy tiger obsessed fuckheads who have dozens of tigers on their property. They all wear like tiger clothes and tiger hats, and they got you know naked pictures of tigers on the wall. And like right away, anyone obsessed with a specific animal is fucking weird. You know, like horse people. It's like that, but with tigers. And right away, you get the vibe that they're having sex or at least sucking off these tigers because of the way that they talk about them. They're like, look at this sexy, powerful, sexy tiger. Ooh, he's my big dick boy. Like that kind of shit, you know. But then you find out how fucked up they are and how they got their money because they're all rich as fuck. Uh, You got Doc Antle. Um, he's his real name's Begavon. Like right away, fuck off with a name like that, you know. But he's got multiple wives who live in their own houses on his tiger compound. Uh, and then this other dude, the the hillbilly, his name is Joe Exotic, who definitely fucks and sucks the tigers. Uh, but he's on more of a trailer park tiger zoo, and he's got a bunch of husbands. They had a polygamous ceremony and everything. <laughs> and then there's. Carol fucking Baskin, the Hillary Clinton of the Tiger World. She's got it out for Joe. And he's just Donald Trumping all over her with crazy shit. You know, he, he has an internet show where he read her fucking diary and he, he rents helicopters to fly over her house talking about dropping grenades on her. But you find out that Carol's rich old husband suddenly vanished back in the day. And his whole family thinks she murdered him and fed him to a fucking tiger. Ah oh, shit! Spoiler alert. Sorry. All right, we'll do it. We'll do a deep dive. Can you get them on the show? That sounds like a good guest. I think one of them's in jail. 
But yeah, you can probably do it remotely these days. For oh, sure. From a payphone. They need something to do. Be like a nine hundred dollar phone call. I uh I did, however, watch uh part one of Dark Side of Wrestling, the Chris Benoit story. And uh spoiler alert, he still kills his family. Too oh, soon. Shit. Too soon. Wait, which yeah, Brandon. I, what? Brandon, we how long were you sitting on that for? I, as soon as you started talking about documentaries, now I I always have a I always have the bullet in the chamber. Like as soon as I heard Brand uh, Blackburn talking about his uh, wife, I'm like, oh, perfect time for uh, you know sleeping with someone's wife joke. It's the way my brain works. So how's that Chris Benoit documentary though? Like what are they what are they uncovering? Like mental illness, uh, well, wrestling see, itself. Yeah. So this is only part one, and they didn't get into a ton of new info because everyone pretty much knows the meat of the story but they they interviewed uh like nancy that was chris's wife they interviewed his sister and one of the things that she revealed that wasn't ever talked about before was how uh kevin sullivan the guy that uh nancy was married to beforehand was physically abusive towards uh her like she had some black eyes uh things like that and then that ultimately kind of pushed her into the arms of chris benoit um so uh like side story uh kevin sullivan was the one who was booking all the storylines chris benoit was a wrestler and the the story that he booked was for nancy to walk away from kevin sullivan and be with chris benoit but what ended up happening is chris and nancy got together in real life so that's that's how they ended up together so uh, kevin sullivan actually booked his uh, real life divorce in a wrestling storyline and then they just kind of get into the whole uh, downward spiral of his mental state after his buddy Eddie Guerrero died. Uh, he just, that's like the thing that fucking snapped him. And uh, then they mentioned the fact that, you know, obviously he, he killed his wife and son. And then part two, I think, is going to delve into the whole, all the little details and shit about it that uh, maybe not everybody knows yet. Yeah, I just watched part two. It, it's pretty crazy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it came out yesterday. Yeah, I've, I've yet to watch part two yet. Now, is this good for people who don't like wrestling? Say uh, say you're somebody that enjoys having sex, and therefore you don't care about, quote-unquote, professional wrestling. Uh, would the documentary be good for those people? I'd give you another reason to hate it, I guess. They actually make that point that at, at this time that this all happened, which was like 2007, I think, the, the media, which turns its nose up at at wrestling fans they they use it as an excuse to try and you know nail wrestling as the the sport of steroids and you know just guys who are just on ragers all the time so they, they get into that in part two pretty interesting and it's kind of crazy well, cool. there, there's guys out there like you, you look at like pro bodybuilders those those dudes are on all sorts of shit and they don't go around like killing everybody so I'm, not to say that it doesn't have some effect on a person, but I, I, I don't buy into this whole, like, roid rage. You start doing it, and you're going to become violent and start killing people and shit. Do you buy the the, the notion that it gives you a small pecker? Uh, well, that's one thing I wouldn't notice one way or the other, so <laughs> I'm a grower, not a shower. Just really being into wrestling gives you a small pecker, not the steroids. Uh, well, uh, Dave, let's uh, let's hop on the wrestling mat and find out, buddy. Let's get oiled <laughs> up. It's uh, the old uh, Richard. 
old Richard Schimmel dick. Like, uh, how about we make? Ray, this- did you just fucking fart? No. Gross, Braden. Don't fart right in your microphone. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hang on. I'm just having a moment. So the documentary is good for we people gotta who don't We got to give Dave a break. He just woke up. Like wrestling. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've been, I've been, my sleep schedule, I, I basically turned into a teenager. All I do now is play video games, guitar, and smoke cigarettes and eat chips and pepperoni sticks. So yeah, we did our recording at three. I was I was sleeping until like two p.m. because I slept a little bit last night. Got up, slept a little bit some more. Dear diary, it's been a real exciting time being a, a a child again, a child with no limits. This is exactly what spring break was like for me. I didn't go to Daytona Beach. I just sat around watching my dick get smaller. No limits as long as you're in an eight by eight room, right? Yeah, exactly. Go out in the backyard every every hour, smoke a cigarette. That's my exercise. Now it's see. So I've been sick the whole year, right? I had the pneumonia, and everyone thinks I got the Rona. I don't have the Rona. I have no symptoms of the Rona. Stop telling me I have the Rona, but I do have the pneumonia. And with this lockdown, I've been able to sleep. I never got any sleep before. Now here we are. I'm getting better and better because I'm sleeping, and it's glorious. I don't think the drinking's helping anything. I drank a whole bottle of peanut butter whiskey over 48 hours. Wait, it took you 48 hours? Little pussy? Yeah, I drank half of it one night, and I was like, I don't want to drink this whole bottle because that's what an alcoholic uh, does. So I switched uh, to wine and drank the rest of that. So I had the the other half of the whiskey. But it's it's that, uh, I'm not going to say the name of it, but it's peanut butter whiskey, so it's full of sugar. And that just does nothing. Nothing good for you the next day. Is th- is that just proof that we've run out of things to to mash with alcohol? <laughs> Probably. Probably, yeah, cuz they have they have maple syrup whiskey, which is disgusting by the way. That that's See, just, after that there's not a lot to do. Those damn Canadians trying to impose their syrupy will upon the rest of us. That's right. Yeah, it was that Crown Royal shit, too. That's Canadian. Yeah, and there's more of them than you think, too. Like, you, you turn around and one of them is there. It's like coronavirus. Before you even know it, you're surrounded by, like, fucking 20 of them. <laughs> yeah, well, are you talking about flavors of whiskey or Canadians? Both. Uh, Both. Yeah. I, I could have predicted you would say that. I'm not sure so which back one's to, sweeter, uh, though. Ooh, I like that answer. Let's go back to having a, a CIA officer on. So, uh, Blackburn, aliens. People want to know about that. What are you hiding about aliens? I think they're walking among us. I think we have a few of them in, in D.C. as we speak. Yeah, fucking what? Mitch McConnell looks fucking weird, man. Like, that dude's got to be an alien turtle or something. Yeah, he yeah, looks like that's a character what he looks you'd like. see in Men in Black right before the face is revealed, you know, like the, <laughs> yeah. the little the little pugs about to pop out of him or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like Nancy Pelosi. I She looks like a walking skeleton with, like, skin just kind of haphazardly draped over. Yeah, but these are all old people. You know, your body falls apart. Who's somebody, like, in their 30s, 40s, uh, officer, that is an alien in politics? Oh boy, 
that could uh, Ted Cruz is technically an alien. He was born in Canada. Yeah, I mean, we're talking. Collins and I are talking to one right now. That's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Dave. I'll tell you yeah, what, but I ain't uh, shit. Ocasio Cortez with her bug eyes and horse teeth. Uh, she looks kind of alienish. She's like thirty. Nah, she's 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 good looking. Well, she's no, I'm alien. not saying I'm not saying I'd kick she's her out of alien bed, branded. but, but uh, she's got to watch potato peelers. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you think she's an alien because she's got big teeth? According to you, I I'm not, I don't know what her teeth look like. But she's got big teeth, according to uh, Dump Truck Collins. Well, that so she's her, an alien. That and her bug eyes, dude. Like when she when she starts getting her eyes going, they look like they're about to pop out of her head. She wears Fucking glasses. Weird. They magnify her eyes. No, dude. Even when she doesn't have her glasses on, she wears contacts too. Yeah, so what? She's got a little bug eyes. I like her. I like her policies. And yeah, she's. I'm not gonna lie. Easy on the eyes, but what, that doesn't matter. I like her crazy left policies. They're, they're she's she's right. Anyways, we're we're talking to a, a CIA officer here. Sorry. Back to the aliens. So you think the aliens are are walking amongst us, huh? Sure, why not? I mean, the, look, there there has to be something to all of these, you know, secret military installations that not even guys like me were getting on at the time. So I'm sure there's there's some uh, something out there proving that they've they've paid visits before. No, would now would, it was. Go ahead, Dave. Was there an alien room? Like a... No. no. I mean, not that I know. Was it, was it taped off? Yeah. It was It was like a... There was a door with like a, a green, you know, chemical oozing out from under it at times. But... That's the alien door. Ah, oh, man. Why did you go in there? I always thought that was the cafeteria uh, kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Them good government eats. Now, would you... Like as someone who's worked in the government and as a private, been in private citizen, would you subscribe to the theory that like the way that people act to this coronavirus is the reason that even if there are aliens, the government would never tell us because people are big, dumb, panicky animals? Yeah, I think, you know, my experience in being exposed to to what I was in that work is it really is a power game for these people that are appointed and and the you know your your everyday american just doesn't realize that that it's it's a game at the end of the day for many of them and that's that's the most unfortunate thing so you know they they play with events like this both both sides of the political aisles dave dave and i have texted he knows i don't i'm not really a political guy i just think the the system's broken you know and it's unfortunate well right and you had firsthand knowledge of it you know what actually goes on behind the doors and kind of confirms a lot of suspicions that the average you know, everyday person has you know, about the government. They're like, ah, you know, so what if the uh, you know, stimulus bill doesn't get, you know, passed? It's not going to affect me. I still get my paycheck as a senator or congressman, get to go home at the end of the day with my insider stock information. Yeah, fuck the common man. <laughs> yeah, man. And I remember when I first, you know, I was resident-wise, I was living in out of D.C. And I remember early on when I was up there, I wanted I, – I want to say it was Ted Kennedy was the the Democrat senator, and then his Republican counterpart at the at the time uh, were just going at it on TV. You know, like claws were out. I mean, it was it was vitriolic. And then you you walk into this really nice steak place in D.C. and they're sitting there yucking it up with one or two other people, probably lobbyists. You know, and that just it, it really sunk into me at the time. Like, man, this is a game to these guys. 
yeah, absolutely. It's, and all, now, it's all theater. Well, well right. And uh, I keep telling Dave, like, everything goes back to pro wrestling. And it reminds, no, it me, doesn't. Of, reminds me of a story okay. of my dad. Just real quick. All right. Went to you the, got, no, no, you tell the story. I'm, I'm going to be right back. You, you talk about wrestling for a second. <laughs> cross your swords. I'll be right back. Go, yeah. But keep going. Go get a cigarette and some alcohol, you fucking lush. Oh, so, like, my dad, he would, uh, you know, the local uh, auditorium, you know, they had wrestling matches when he was a young kid. And so, yeah, two two guys are going at it in the ring. Match is over. Well, he and his buddy sneak out, and they happen to see these guys, like, down in the stairwell of, uh, <clears throat> you know, that leads into the facility. And the two guys are sitting there, you know, smoking bullshit. And they're like, hey, Bob, you want to go fishing this weekend? Yeah, man, that sounds like a good time. And then they spotted my dad, you know, just started yelling at him and shit. Like, ah, oh, get out of here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean it's it's all it's all theatrics, right? And I, I I mean some of it has to be choreographed. Well, I could just even I'm talking even about politics, the, not wrestling. <laughs> I, well, it you know they, they they go hand in hand, really. I mean it's like you said, it's all it's all a show. Well, the the current guy who's in charge, he uh, he's been a headliner at WrestleMania before, so I don't think yeah, they've we, ever been we, closer to the White House than they are right now, right? <laughs> I, no, yeah, we our, our our current president is uh, the only president to have ever been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, and taken a Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah, that's that's I know. that's like the perfect uh, yeah. Now, what other world leader can on. say that, right? It, right, exactly. Ah, uh, shit. But yeah, so how, it's uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, how are we going to get Dave uh, into this wrestling world, man? I don't think it's going to happen, man. Like his little lizard brain, he just, he can't fully appreciate the nuances and the artistic integrity that is pro wrestling. So, uh, unless I can like somehow culture him up in the near future, I don't think it's ever going to happen. He's hopeless. He seems like a guy that would appreciate, you know, oiled up men rolling around in their underwear together though. Am I right? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We we already uh, established this in a previous podcast. He's totally the bottom. Uh, he's a power bottom, but he's still the bottom. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's th- there's all sorts of stuff that he likes that he doesn't know he likes yet, but he's gonna find out real quick. Well, he's Canadian. He'll go wherever we tell him to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, when did you first start getting into wrestling? Oh man, since I was a kid, that was Saturday mornings for us. Yeah, that Hulk was, Hogan, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, Macho Man, Jake the Snake. You know, all the I had all the uh, what do you call them? Wrestling buddies, all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember all those extra little shows. Yeah, yeah. and then you know you kind of, you kind of figure out what it is, but then you, I think if you know what it is, right, you just go and enjoying it. Right. Yeah. The first time you see somebody like you know miss a kick by a mile or you get to the point where you see somebody get punched in the head 10 times and they don't have like a welt or bleeding or unconscious or you you start to ask questions after a while well did you ever notice with hogan he would almost always hit his own hand like he'd put his hand to cover the the other guy's head and as he was punching you know it wasn't landing on the other guy it was always hitting his own hand Oh yeah, a- a- absolutely. Like uh, the-, the best way to throw a punch is to put your hand directly in the way of your own punch. You yeah, get the most so. force out of it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just so once <laughs> you realize that, and you know, 
that was a tough year. I learned that, and Santa Claus wasn't real when I was about 16. So it was hard, man. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, it was 21 for me, and uh, yeah, I cried <laughs> that day. But uh, so, did you ever think about going into wrestling? Like, where where was the turn in life where you're like, uh, I'm going into the CIA? Well, for me, I actually was in. You know, I was uh, getting out of college around the time of 9/11. I was still in college, but that was pretty impactful on a guy like me so that's what led me to 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 get recruited ultimately into the agency it was just kind of a crazy road that got there but uh yeah i don't and I think, think i would a guy like me would get in in this day and age but i'm i'm glad i did when i you know when i was able to yeah because i think edward snowden had a, had the same route he was right around like a senior in high school uh 9-11 was going on and then just it was kind of a series of events that led to him getting into the NSA, but yeah, we um, see how that worked out for him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, question so in the last 20 years, obviously we've added different branches uh, to the government. We have the NSA, we have Homeland security. We have, uh, are any of these organizations actually like taking responsibility away from like the FBI and the CIA or are they just completely operating on their own program? What was the purpose of adding extra, I guess, uh, in, intelligent or governmental agencies like that? Well, Cuban, first off, it's been a couple years since I've been in the system. So, you know, it's, it's, it's possible everything I'm speaking about is out of date. But it was all meant to be checks and balances. And the ironic part is when you actually talk about the CIA, it's meant to be the central intelligence agency, everything was meant to steer through it, you know? And, yeah. um, what happened after nine 11 was this, this panic that, uh, the CIA and FBI dropped the ball. So we need another layer to, to monitor all of that. And that's when you got, you know, director of national intelligence and national counterterrorism center at the end of the day, up until the day I left the, the only intelligence that mattered to the the policymakers was was coming out of out of Langley so and you know maybe I'm biased because that was my home team but that's just how it went down because it was the most equipped agency of all of the ones in the intelligence community which I think at this point has 17 organizations which is just mind-boggling from a taxpayer standpoint well right that's that that's half the reason I asked too I'm like yeah, what are all these extra people doing that we weren't doing before? And oh, gross, Brandon! Ah, ripping the mic, Brandon. Ah. That's disgusting. Well, so yeah, we're finally it, it, getting to some substantive stuff that your you know your listeners are really going to absorb and and take home with them. And then this this knucklehead comes in and does that. I didn't do it in the microphone. This, I did it into the into the phone. There's a difference. Uh, like when Brandon farted earlier, he did it in the microphone. So nobody could tell, uh, but I kind of heard it. That's so gross. Yeah. Are Anyways, you going to explain sorry, to your listeners this intricate web of, of recording you've created across the country for us? Sure. So all three of us, we're, we're having a threesome on the phone and we yeah. have our headsets plugged into the phone and we all, we're all recording on our computers and we're just going to put them all together after. Ta-da. Modern technology, Fourteen life, man. This ain't the shit shack anymore. It's an electric daisy chain. 
Isn't this how Stranger yeah. Things starts? Yeah. With, with the We're guys trying to, to upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what we'll be uh, channeling throughout the course of this episode? So, Brandon, uh, gross. Stop. Jesus, it. Dave. Yeah, so there's one other question I did have, though. Uh, and I found it interesting that this would come from like a sitting congressman or senator. But Chuck Schumer was on uh, like NBC Sunday with, with whatever the fuck it was, Chuck Todd. And uh, he was talking about like how Trump, when he first came in, was like kind of kind of button heads with the intelligence community a little bit. And Chuck Schumer said on national TV that is like, oh, you don't want to mess with the intelligence community because they got six ways from Sunday to mess with you. And like you hear stories over the years about how like presidents that ran on certain platforms, uh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to change that. They get into office and then all of a sudden anything related to intelligence, military, they just kind of follow the lead of their predecessors. Like how true on like a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most true, is it that you don't want to screw with the intelligence community, even if you're the president? I mean, look, and and I guess in theory it would be a 10 because of the resources. But here's the thing. There are two there are two levels to the CIA and organizations like that. They're the guys who get appointed under a president to run the show. And then there are the people that work their careers, regardless of who is the president, to serve that organization. So, you know, they all have political thoughts. Most of the, the career guys are good about keeping them, you know, out of impacting their work. And the smart ones do. You've seen you saw what happened to the, the FBI guys who you know brought politics into their job what happened to them the last couple of years oh uh, yeah page uh yeah carter page and uh yeah lisa what's her name yeah and they were texting back and forth which is their prerogative but it's not necessarily the smartest thing when you work for changing administrations now the other thing as you alluded to when these guys are on the campaign trail they're just you know they're saying whatever they need to to get elected right Sure. And then what happens that first day, they actually get the, you know, the the book of secrets, if you will, is opened up to them. And it's like, oh, shit. Well, that's why we got to use drones or that's why we had to do this or that's why we're doing that. And that's why you start to see them tamper down their rhetoric. OK, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, kind of what I'd heard a little bit, but uh, it's always nice to get it like straight from somebody, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's cyclical, you know, the the presidents who come in. I worked under uh, two different administrations with two different parties. And I, you know, for the most part, the the work in the trenches was pretty seamless. There wasn't a lot of impact from from administration to turnover. So do you think that uh, we could ever get a president in there that could enact some fundamental change? Like, would they give a shit if a guy like a Bernie Sanders got elected and wanted to implement something like Medicare for all, you know, lower or no cost college and things like that? Would they care about that? Or is it just like, do what you want, just don't fuck with the military and the intelligence community? I mean, that's the smart game is to play that because you never know when you're going to need them. And and the smart guys know that. And then, you know, you also ideally our system is set up to have checks and balances with Congress. Right. The the sure. other problem a lot of people don't realize is the average shelf life for a director at one of these organizations like the CIA, I think, is just around 20 months, which when you think about implementing a new culture and, you know, establishing processes and so forth, that's not very long at all. So they don't really get a lot of time to, you know, 
to conduct massive overhaul, if you will. That it's more incremental over you know a couple administrations worth. Gotcha. All right. That interesting stuff. Yeah, questions I've always had. Glad I'm here to enlighten you, my friend. Ah, uh, thank you. Uh, Dave's here puking and farting into the microphone. Are you, are you all right, Dave? Are you still? We'll conscious? just, yeah, we'll just well, start our own podcast I'm talking sick. about the you know the stuff that matters. Yeah, and wrestling and crossing swords and shit. Yeah. No, I'm still alive, uh, but I I would like to know, like, what is the process of getting into the CIA? Like, do you have to be, is it like the FBI where you need a certain amount of experience in something or uh, do you have to be a certain age as well? Uh, no. In fact, the reason to your first question, I ended up there and not the FBI was because the FBI, you had to have more full-time work experience than I did. And so I, I don't know what it's like today. I, I, I've gotten word that it's a little more... Uh, involved just applying online than it was when I did it. Here's how I can tell you my process worked. I was in grad school. My grad professor uh, for one of Sorry, my... Sorry, what year was this, just for context? Uh, would have been 05-ish. All right. Yeah, later, early 06, sometimes 06. Uh, and he had been a Cold War era case officer. And, you know, he put that on his, his bio the first day of class, and we became friends... And, uh, you know, he kind of advised me on what life was like there. So at the time, all I had to do was go on and pick three jobs that sounded cool at the agency. They didn't mean anything. I'd later learn they're just nebulous, you know, job descriptions because they don't really put the real shit out there. And I, right. hit, I hit submit. And I kid you not, maybe four months went by. I didn't hear anything. And then one day I got a message from the, the head of the, the grad school front office saying, you applied for this job with a government organization. Uh, two representatives will be meeting with you in this room on this day at this time. And that's how it went, and it, it moved on from there. Now, when they're interviewing you, do they go up your ass with a microscope? Yeah. they're, like they're about your personal there life? There is, is one, uh, at this point, you know, advanced middle-aged woman in Northern Virginia that knows more about me at the time than uh, anybody ever will. So it's quite the it's quite the uh, you know we talked about aliens it's it's probably humans version of an anal probe if you will. Right. Do they ask you if you've ever had sex with animals? Because I know some law enforcement agencies do that. They hook you up to a polygraph and they say, "Do you fuck your dog when you get home?" And if you say no and you're lying, they don't hire you because that's what a fucking weirdo does, and they don't want that in there. So, so do they it, ask that question? It wasn't on the polygraph, but it is on this psychological evaluation, which at the time was like three or 400 questions. And I think it was a yes or no or true or false question. And I'm sure depending on how you answered, they, maybe it was a job placement thing. You know, we, we, we could, <laughs> we could use guys like that once in a while in some parts of the world. <laughs> you first dog fucker. What were some of the weird questions uh, that you can remember off offhand? Well, it's not even the weird questions. It, it it sounds weird though. So the one that I always go back to this this what they call a polygrapher. So that's the person you know that straps you into all the wires and and all the gadgets and so forth. Uh, and she asked me if I've ever told a lie before in my life. And I'm you know what 23 at the time. And uh, I I told her the odds were pretty good that I had. 
but she asked she she had me put a number on it and i told her i said you know what type of lie are we talking like have i told my girlfriend those jeans don't make her butt look big when they actually do or you know something a little more substantial so i had to give her a, a quantitative answer to that question which was pretty pretty strange to me considering they were weird. hiring like, me to be a liar essentially right but that's they just probably want to measure the way you're going to answer such yeah, an open-ended it's all question. about how you yeah it's all about how you handle the stress you know if you're i knew i knew one woman she apparently had to pee the whole four or five hours and her test was null and void so she had to do it over the next day you know so it's all about how yeah, your body's reacting damn that's weird that's weird so well, so when you tax, two go to sleep tonight or at you know 9 a.m tomorrow weasel whenever you're going back to sleep you think about the comfort knowing people like that are protecting you right now <laughs> yeah and not many of them are fucking dogs that's good not many i mean you know there's there's that one uh you know heavily compartmented office but uh instead of the men who stare at goats they're the men who fuck goats <laughs> see, that's what I kept thinking the whole time I was watching that tiger documentary like it starts off they're, they're like easing you into it they're like okay here's these people they really like tigers my first thought was they're fucking these animals they love them a little too much you know they're rubbing they're rubbing heads with them and they're going oh who's my sexy boy I'm like sexy that's a weird adjective for that who's my sexy sexy big dick boy you're like alright okay they're fucking these animals then you later find out they're all just fucking each other. But, yeah, I haven't seen the whole thing. Brandon, call it. We're going to talk about it next week, so watch it. All right, fair enough. I can do that. It's not like you have anything better to do. No, not, not really. So how did you get involved with, uh, with Live PD, Blackburn? Yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, I actually got involved in that because of my, my agency background. So when I got out, I had to go through a process to – get approved to even say I worked there and once I did I got invited to this it's it's kind of a cool concept I don't know if there's a, any return on investment for the taxpayer but a couple times a year when the uh, back a couple years ago the government was paying this think tank to get military guys and CIA guys and Hollywood and Silicon Valley guys in the same room and, and kind of conceptualize answers and responses to to certain you know national security questions if north korea gets a nuke you know if if al-qaeda you know uh gets to our electric grid that type of thing uh, and the idea is the government is not great at thinking outside the box so you want these creative types to help stir some new ideas and some fresh concepts and i just at the time i was consulting with some law enforcement and one of the guys in that meeting was friends with uh, another producer who was starting live PD at the time and got the introduction and it, it the rest you know is history as they say that's awesome that show is huge yeah everybody it, loves that show it's it's cool man Did you see and that coming I didn't and you know it's not it, it wasn't my my concept or anything that I can take any credit for but um you know it's we live in a voyeuristic world and and people who I think people who really support law enforcement really enjoy it. And then people who are always trying to scrutinize law enforcement watch it as well. So you kind of tackle the best of both demographics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that hate cops. Holy shit. 
And, you know, on that note, like just to kind of shift gears, just about hating the police, because, you know, I'm Mr. I love AOC. I'm a little on the left, you as you can imagine. But I'm very I'm pro cop. I'm anti abuse of power. Sure. Does that make sense? Like when a cop unless, shoots somebody, unless you're abusing Collins, that's the only you know place. Yeah, for go for it. Power. Yeah, I got go it. Go for what it. The, yeah, yeah. What the fuck, man? Goddamn government's oppressing me. Yeah. <laughs> Over the <laughs> phone. Government agent, officer. But yeah, when people are like, "Fuck the police," I'm like, "Well, okay." The overwhelming vast majority of them are good people that are leaving their families to go and protect your stupid ass. The problem with the with law enforcement in today's world is there's a lack of accountability and people are afraid of the police. And it's not a chicken or the egg thing, you know, like people are afraid of the police because they're getting shot left and right and nothing fucking happens. So the police or the law enforcement and all of that needs to start showing accountability and saying, OK, we fucked up. This individual fucked up. We're going to do our best to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And that that did happen in Arizona. Um, I think it was Mesa, Arizona. This guy was fooling around with a with a BB gun in his hotel room and somebody saw it outside the window. So the cops showed up. They had their big guns drawn out, you know, and they told oh, the guy yeah, to come they out. Dragged he him was down the hall, right? Well, he was he was this drunk dude. Uh, he was a white guy for context. He comes out and he's. Racist. He's wasted and he's uh he's they're like get on your knees so he does and he's pulling up his basketball shorts they're kind of falling down and they're like don't do that like keep your hands up and he's just bawling and he's crying and he's like okay okay he's keeping his hands up and he's he's cooperating and they're like all right now slowly crawl towards us uh just on your knees and he's he's doing that and he's sobbing and he's crying and he's like please don't shoot me please don't shoot me and they're like crawl crawl and he's like my shorts are falling down they keep telling him to just instead of going up to him and arresting him there they keep making him crawl down the hallway and the guy reaches for his shorts again like just uh because they're falling down it's 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 a it, it, it's like a just a reflex and then they sh they shoot him dead father of three on a business trip drunk young guy shot dead in the in the in the hotel unarmed begging for his life now, the police department there in Mesa, they not only fired that dude, but they put him on trial. For, they charged him with second-degree murder because the, the body cam came out, and they were like, oh, no, fuck that. You, you killed – you shot an unarmed man begging for his life. And then when he was uh, tried for it, he was, he was acquitted. But at least, at least the police showed some accountability in that department. Yeah, and there I needs mean, to be more of that. Absolutely. There needs to be more of that. Yeah, and I, I think it's you know, having what little bit of my life I, I worked in in you know a similar field, not not the same, but I just learned it. You know, those situations there, it's it's rarely black and white, and there's a lot of you know in the moment men with charged with life or death situations. There's I think there's still a lot of just academic info that we can glean from those experiences you know what's what's driving the the police officer in that moment uh you know what can we learn from that because it, it's it's a bad day for everybody all around you know when that happens and and they're i the, agree the ones that you know whether it's a an honest screw up or it was an intentional you know trigger pull you got to have the accountability like you said right but and that's that's why that's why people hate cops, though, 
is it's yeah. it's coming from that lack of accountability. People are scared of the police, and this is America. Cops are afraid of people too, because you don't know who's armed. Like there's more guns than people in this country, so policing here is different than it is in any other country where you hear the police don't kill their citizens as much. But here, they don't know who's armed. They don't know who's gonna like who's gonna pull out a gun and shoot them. And my point to all that was just instead of judging every single cop based on the actions of a few shit apples, blame the system for not punishing the shit apples. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also the, my the dad's a cops, cop, so I'm a little the good biased. Cops are the ones who have the most to gain from when they do, you know? Right, yeah. Because, like, I don't know, that's a weird calling in life to be a police officer. Uh, some of them are meatheads that just want to, you know, be fucking assholes. No business being in there. Other other people have that have that calling where they want to serve and protect and be hated by everyone and make fucking 50 grand a year doing it, you know? Hell, I had jobs where I was serving the public, made less money, and was still hated. Or they didn't even know who I was. Doing what? Hauling dead bodies away? Yeah, I spent three years in uh, fire and EMS. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you're not hated. People like firemen. Yeah, they just didn't give a shit. Uh, well, yeah, when I worked at the mortuary, they weren't exactly happy to see me uh, rolling up to their house. I mean, we didn't sit down and uh, have a couple glasses of whiskey and shoot the breeze first. Yeah, but they're that they're glad that you're there. It's like what are they what if what if they didn't have that service? What if everybody had to hold on to the dead body for two weeks? Hilarity would ensue. No, some cultures do that. I don't I, we're not gonna get into that, Brandon. Oh god, I could tell you some stories, oh Jesus. Well why not? Why not? Let's hear let's hear a good story. Yeah, so we uh we, we go to pick up this uh woman who uh family hadn't heard from her for a couple of days. And uh, we get in there, and turns out this lady had been dead for four days. And uh, appropriately enough, it was right around December, and she was uh, red and green, a uh, little bit bloated, and uh, uh, had trouble getting her on the gurney because her skin was starting to slip off. So as we're trying to grab her, <laughs> what, Dave, you said you wanted stories? Fucking gross. Well, yeah, you figured, uh, yeah, in the house is uh, wintertime is colder in Colorado. It uh, wouldn't decompose that fast, but, you know, she was old and decrepit and already probably half in the grave anyways. Uh, I think Weasel I think Weasel wanted to hear about, you know, some guy's dick staying hard and rigor mortis type of thing. That that, that would be what Dave would want to hear about. <laughs> so, anyways, you're putting this woman on the on the gurney and she's her skin's slipping off. Yeah, yeah, her skin's Continue. slipping out of my hands, and she's slipping off. <laughs> oh, this God. is funny to you? This is funny to you? Imagine Brandon Collins hooked up to a polygraph in a psychological exam, and, and then they're like, okay, tell us uh, what happened at your old job. And he's like, <laughs> there was a woman whose skin was falling off. <laughs> yeah, would that be an automatic disqualifier? or? Yeah, for anything. Like, for McDonald's, man, you try and get a job anywhere, and they and you tell that story and laughing as much as you are. They'd be like, get the fuck out of here, Bradolf. Either that or I'd like, get fast-tracked to some sort of suicide squad. Yeah, front of the line, baby. That's right. Jesus Christ. All right, so Blackburn, uh, you mentioned that some of the people that get into the CIA, maybe you'd be surprised that they got in. Uh could you tell us a story of 
one person's general incompetence? Like, was was there ever a situation where someone did something so profoundly stupid that you look at it and go, how the fuck did you get in here? Well, the stupid shit makes it to the papers a lot of the times, right? That's that's part of the problem working there. All the the successes, they don't, you know, they rarely get get the attention that the, the screw-ups do. It's because it's not interesting, you know? It's like, eh, okay, good for you. I, like, do, who, I do know one guy who went through the, the polygraph uh, portion, and he that was so intense. He said, if if this is what it's like to interview for the job, I can't imagine what it's like working there, and he, he withdrew his application. Oh, wow. But there's nothing good about people that actually got through. We're working there. One of your coworkers, did they ever fuck something up so bad? Like, I don't know, tell something to the press they shouldn't have or – Push the wrong button. I did, I did know uh, <laughs> there there are a couple locations throughout there. You know they have different buildings throughout the country, but I did know of one facility that was top secret, and there was an overnight shift work doing surveillance, and they they called to order some pizzas, and they gave the address, and the the number obviously was on caller ID to the. Uh, to the pizza place, so they had just exposed <laughs> a, they had just exposed a top secret facility for ordering a pizza. And no, that, that wasn't me. Is that what it said on the caller ID? Yeah. <laughs> was it like top secret CIA location on the caller ID? That'd yeah, be. Awesome. I think it was one eight hundred. We are watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a Simpsons episode. That's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, so for what the guys most typically part, you do? Know, everybody does their best, and and then it gets sent up the chain to the politicians, and it gets screwed up. That's that's kind of how it goes. Well, yeah, and you guys usually get the the brunt of that blame. Sure, yeah, we're. I mean, most people there are undercover. They can't really come out and talk to the press, you know, and defend themselves. Now you had mentioned that you have to go through a process to even say you work for the CIA. So is all this podcasting and talking about it okay? We'll find out. <laughs> if we if we can't get a hold of you again, we'll know. Or if no one sees us from us again, we'll. Yeah. Or if when you know. when you go to when you go to release the episode, it just keeps disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> no. We're gonna show up at my actually, house and take my computer. It's actually not too. They're pretty good about it. You just want to make sure you go through the process. So, anecdotally, a couple years ago, there was a guy who wrote a book. And he did not have them review anything in it. He kind of was giving him the finger with that. And the book made seven figures uh, in sales. And the government uh, garnished all of the, the earnings because he didn't go through the process of getting them to, to review his trans his manuscript. Weird. Yeah, so you got to take it seriously. But when you do, they're actually surprisingly, like what they approved for me to talk about in my bio was a little bit more than I was expecting. Well, that's all right then. How long were you in there for? Uh, that part I actually can't give dates. That was one thing you you can't give specific dates, but it was just under. Uh, I think I was right at the eight year mark, seven, just under eight years. Well, you had mentioned that you interviewed uh, late two thousand five, early oh six. So, if my math is correct, you got out last year. That that sounds like Canadian, Canadian math. <laughs> no, you know what we don't do is this Common Core bullshit you guys got going on here. 
Oh yeah, where you you carry the the seventeen and you add a decimal and 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 divide by twenty type of stuff. Well, it's it's where they teach you. Okay, you got seventeen dollars in your pocket. How many? How much money do you got? You're like, ah, I basically got twenty bucks. It's yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah. Well, we round up. Look at our debt calculator. <laughs> no doubt. So, what do you think of this stimulus package, man? So, last night they approved at one level a two trillion dollar. Uh, stimulus package. I don't, I don't know if it went through the other level. I was asleep all day, but two trillion dollars to get the economy back going, uh, back up and running, and that includes twelve hundred dollars for every house and something like twenty five hundred dollars for families. Uh, oh, does that include newly married couples? Yeah, dude. Up to a certain dollar figure. Um, uh, we might be screwed. Yeah, I think so, I think it's twelve hundred per person if you make less than seventy five k a year. But exactly, yeah. That that was like version three of the bill, not version six hundred and fifty seven, which finally got passed. Well, that was what they passed, I thought, was was uh was twelve hundred for individuals making that much and twenty five hundred if for families plus five hundred per kid or something. I, whatever it is. Uh yeah, but you guys where live do in we LA, have two last dollars. about an hour. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do they do a, a cost uh, of living adjustment on that shit? No, nope. they don't. No, it's just twelve hundred. That that's a that's a major issue in this country. It's not it's not just a, a wealth gap. There's a cost of living gap. Yeah, for sure. Why do you like think LA I live in County? Florida where there's no state income tax? Oh my god! See, you know what? You say you don't have political uh, <laughs> affiliations. You, sir, are a libertarian. Okay, well they're they're the good they're they're probably the good ones that are left, right? Well, I, I got no problem with them. Is what I do like about them is they're like, okay, you can take ten percent of my money or whatever, you know, just a small amount. Leave me the fuck alone. I, I like I don't really have an issue with that. It's not something I would believe in. I do believe everyone should be paying their fair share, and that's where it all comes from. If everyone paid. 10 percent we wouldn't be in this shithole but going back to the two trillion dollars where the fuck do we have two trillion dollars yeah that right and why haven't we used it for other stuff like it, it kind of puts the whole like build the wall into context doesn't it like how much was he asking for that just a matter of billions you know and they were like no we don't have any billions well, he was and he now was they got two trillion in pesos though that's what you forget you forgot the conversion <laughs> right, yeah. rate and that's another thing he said mexico was paying for it and it's it's just funny watching his supporters go from like they just go along with every dumb thing he says to the bitter end man like when he was paying off porn stars they're like well other people have paid off others for silence before it's not that big of a deal it's like with campaign funds why didn't they impeach him for that god because the democrats are fucking idiots no, not really. They got him on the on two separate charges. One of them was uh, what obstruction of con- uh, of Congress. That he did black and white. I mean, maybe the whole thing was a setup to get him to do that. You know, it's like okay, let's just dish out all this shit on him and let him burn his own house down, which he did. And then every Republican senator voted against that, which is bullshit because yeah. he did it black and white. He fucking did it. Yeah, and, and they, they were like, nope, nope, nope. Well, well. Uh, Officially, he's acquitted, and uh, more than that, his uh, approval numbers went up afterwards. So, I, I, ah, they go up and down like a little tiny bit. He's had the 
lowest consistent approval rating of any president in history. Right, but his approval numbers went up to where they were in January of 17 when he took office. Like, and still. granted, that's not great, but still, like, they went up. They didn't go down. It was the opposite effect of what people were hoping would happen. They're like, oh, he's done. You know, no one's going to want him to be president. His approval rating's going down into the 30s at this point. Nope, went up. Yeah, well, do you think that's going to help him in the election time after all this bullshit? Because let's face it, the biggest thing he has in his pocket is the economy, which he takes credit for. It's been going up since 08, and he just hasn't fucked it up. So it's not like he... Uh, did anything specific he touts job numbers all the time oh 200,000 jobs created this month yeah because everyone's taking second jobs to make ends meet fucking idiot but regardless the economy is his biggest strong point and now that that's in the toilet what do you think is going to happen in november yeah, we'll see about that if there is no, a november you, election what do you right? think is going to happen yeah elections coming up boys yeah because no, like every but, uh, Everybody you, on Dave's side of the aisle, like, the, oh, the whole Russiagate, you know, they, they, they got him now with Russian collusion. They're, they're going to get him. What happened? Uh, there was no collusion. The, the obstruction thing, the, the uh, Mueller decided uh, that we don't have enough evidence to say one way or the other. Uh, but he was unequivocally uh, found innocent of collusion with Russia. What happened? Polling numbers went up. So then what did they do a couple months after that? Then they went through the whole impeachment hearing. He got acquitted. What happened? His approval numbers went up. Like everybody's ready to discount Trump at every turn, and they're like, "Oh, this is it. The walls are closing, and he's done now." And somehow, man, he just fucking Teflon Don comes out of it. Maybe not uh, squeaky clean. Teflon Don. Yeah. God, but that's not my question though. It's like with his ace in the hole is the economy. That's always been his strong point. Even his supporters. Uh, or his voters, rather, that don't necessarily support him, but they will vote for him, do so because, hey, man, I got my job and I'm, uh, I got a, a minuscule tax return this year. Um, we got food on the table. Like those, those, those type of uh, people that think the president makes a difference in that sort of thing. So with the economy going down, how do you feel he's going to do in November with this? Okay, well, here's here's an article I found from CNN because I figure if I'm going to quote articles, it should be the ones that are going to rag on them the most. So this was posted uh, today, uh, twelve eighteen Eastern Time, CNN. President Trump is as popular as he's ever been. In a new Gallup poll, 49% approve of the job Trump is doing as president, while 45 disapprove, matching the highest his approval rating has ever been in Gallup surveys. A Monmouth University poll released on Monday showed Trump at 46 percent approval again the best he has done in that poll in more than three years so this was done today in the middle of the whole coronavirus Damn. handling and that was a like reported by cnn it was a gallup poll so it wasn't like the washington examiner went out and talked to five republicans so that, that like that's that's what i'm telling you man like you would think that the way he talks mumbling through everything uh the fact that like Dr. Fauci has to get in and correct him on shit that he's saying, like in regards to drugs like chlor chloroquine and all that, that you're like, Jesus Christ, how the fuck is anybody, you know, going to support this guy in fucking Teflon Don, man. Teflon Don. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like it, Brandon. I, you don't have to like it. It's just what it is. Like, you know, when uh, you and I get oiled up in wrestling and, uh, you know, I'm pounding you from behind, you don't have to like it, but it's going to happen. You just got to ah, take it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
So what do you think is going to happen? You think he's going to get reelected? Well, Joe Biden hasn't really offered much in the way of, uh, you, you know what? I, oh, I really got to vote for that guy. I fucking forgot about that, dude. Yeah, yeah well, just... exactly. Everyone has because he hasn't been around that much. But he did He did an interview on CNN yesterday, and same thing. He stumbled through it. He he just seemed out of it, like incoherent, uh, who wasn't in He's the— He's got the Rona. Yeah. And, and I'll, now, granted, I'll give you the fact that, like, you know, if Trump gets reelected, which it's looking heading that way, unless something well, you keep saying if something catastrophic happened, something catastrophic happened and his numbers are still going up. So, um, you know, playing that whole wartime president moniker. But as right. of right now, I, I don't see any reason why he would lose to Biden. Biden's not offering anything in the in the way of being different enough from Trump. You know, he basically- I know. And that's that's what AOC was saying. How if we get another establishment Democrat in there, it's just going back to more of the same. Uh, Andrew Yang addressed that, too. He said, what brought what got us Trump isn't being addressed. And we need to go back to that. Like, the, yeah, the but Trump the, syndrome is nothing new. Yeah, but then. So if you want an outsider, you got to get in an outsider. And that's not going to be Joe Biden. No, and, and that's a funny thing. Yang came out and supported uh, Biden. He, he threw his full support behind him. So he's talking out. There's of something both sides fucking of his mouth. weird going on with that. There's something weird going on. They all supported Biden. Yeah, Even same, your girl Tulsi, man. Yeah, same thing with Tulsi. She's dead to me now. Yeah, that's that's a yeah, weird. If I was her, I would have sat it out because she was the the best one to be able to survive this coronavirus. I mean, she could have just been the de facto, you know, nominee if this thing starts <laughs> yeah. taking people out. Yeah, no doubt, man. Like, I, you know, so like, what's Biden going to do? Let's say Biden wins the election. He's 78 years old. And uh, e- even if he doesn't have like full on dementia or Alzheimer's, there's definitely cognitive decline. You can see compared to, uh, you know, speeches from just like five or six years ago. So they're all in that cognitive de- uh, decline, though, a- except for Sanders. He's in more of a physical decline. Yeah, but they're all old as balls. They're all in, in that decline. That's why the the vice president plays a big role in the, in this election, because they're likely to be the next president, uh, even if it's Mike Pence. God. Yeah. But who who is Warren? Who, has Warren endorsed anybody? I haven't heard anything about that yet. No, she's just she's out in La La Land doing her own thing, I guess. Right. So what? Why do you think everybody all at once supported Biden? Did they find their porn collection? Well, like before Super Tuesday, everyone came out and supported him because, you know, all those candidates, Buttigieg and uh, uh, Klobuchar, they're more aligned with uh, Biden than they are with uh, Bernie or Yang or Tulsi. Yeah, I get that. But why did why did Yang and Tulsi uh, support Biden? That's so weird. You know what? The same reason that uh, Sanders came out and supported Clinton, because like if you don't do that, then it makes it look like you're supporting Trump. So they they basically just took the smallest shit sandwich that was available, and they no. Wanted- I get it. In a, at a federal level, I get supporting the Democratic nominee, but at this point, uh, it, it was a toss up between Sanders and <coughs> sorry Sanders and Biden, and they're they all fucking got in line behind Biden. That's bullshit. Even Kamala Harris. Yeah, it is what it is. It's, uh, it's like uh, Brandon was saying; uh, it, it's all a fucking game. Yeah, you know, they're, they're lining up for cabinet positions. They're 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 trying to uh, boom. There you go. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're trying to line up the best. Uh, I mean, because there's only going to be one president. So if you want to have a political career after this, you're uh, you're sucking someone's dick. And see, that's exactly well, what got enough us about what you two place. are doing after the show. <laughs> yeah, well, over the phone, because uh, we we are uh, responsible degenerates and we're practicing social distancing. I'm not fucking doing any of that shit. As soon as I'm done talking to you, Brandon, I'm not talking to you for a few days. This is, this is my Brandon quota of the week here. J- just so you know, Dave, as soon as this is over, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come over to your house. I'm going to bend over so that you can eat my ass. Oh, gross. And because gross. I'm such a nice guy, I'm going to turn it. around so you can have puke. dessert. Gross. That's fuck. I'm going to fucking puke. God, I hope I'm you sick. do. I'm sick. Dude, don't. Don't do that, man. It's like when you put your fucking greasy mitts on my food. That's what probably made me sick in the first place. Just, I got the Brandon virus, man. Just call that a uh, strip club in Portland. What is it? Boober Eats? Did you guys see that? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what happened with that? Yeah, go ahead, Brandon. I'm, I'm sure they're thriving. I don't know. I can't imagine any any other path. Is that drive up strip club? Is that what you're talking about? No, the, it's uh, it's delivery by the strippers. Oh, combining. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. No, I don't no, know I if, I don't know if a, they can make it to a... L.A., you know, in time for the food to stay warm. But, well, yeah, I'm kind of surprised L.A. hasn't tried uh, something like that. There, there is a strip club in Tampa that uh, they're starting to stream online now, which I thought was, uh, you know, jumping on the old technological bandwagon. Yeah, a little late. I mean, the, the Internet streaming naked bodies you don't say right but it just I, I mean like it's a it's a florida story though it just it just has florida all over it oh yeah do you got that for us you got our florida man versus canada man stories brandon yeah i got all that bullshit if you want to get that knocked out oh right, yeah hang on let me plug in my phone so <laughs> yeah. yeah i can't shove it up your ass today so you can uh, cheat away No, man, my battery was dying. That's why you're supposed to plug it in. Did you just let silence go that whole time, Brandon? No, no, I was just listening to you rummaging around for whatever the fuck. He knows how to build suspense. Yeah. All right, Brandon, give us the uh, Florida man stories. All right, so first story of the day. Partially naked man entered home, made scrambled eggs, police say. Was that in California, Florida, or Canada? I'm going to go with, that's a nice thing, you know, just a, a guy who needs some breakfast. I'm going to go with Canada. That's, that's too passive of a break-in for any other place. All right. Yeah, but scrambled eggs? Oh. Scrambled eggs, I'm going to go with California because that sounds like uh, an abortion. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. This uh, this did take place in uh, California. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is, the guy was already out on parole for a previous drug violation. So, now I didn't say that he was high on drugs in this situation, but he was uh, high on hunger. Just, yeah. Yeah. Family came down at like seven thirty in the morning, hearing some banging and clanging, and here's this dude who's naked making uh, scrambled eggs, eating flan in their uh, kitchen. 
and and the the father of the family said get that sausage out of those eggs yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right what's the next one brandon all right second story here second expert to evaluate man accused of eating victim's face was that california florida or canada and keep in mind brandon uh these stories they could all be from the same state different places so well that's i'm from florida so i, I can recognize my home state i'm gonna that might even be my cousin so i'm gonna go with florida <laughs> yeah i'm going with florida too because that's where eating faces originated from oh yeah, yeah. remember yeah. that see down here man miami. yeah miami the miami eat yeah yeah no, you guys are tabasco sauce correct. on that yeah this is in florida yeah, nice. Like, yeah, nineteen. I, come to think kid. of it, I haven't seen cousin Cyrus in a while, so I'll have to <laughs> make sure he's well, okay after that. Cyrus. Well, that, well, that's what I hear. The further you get away from either uh, Florida coast, and uh, you get more centralized in Florida, uh, th- those are the areas you don't want to break down in at night. All right, Brandon. Last one. I got to piss. God, this is going to be a running theme every single time. All righty. Let's see. Do, 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 do. All right. Well, I can't drink alcohols right now at like an hour after I woke up. So I, I, I've been slamming energy drinks and I had two this whole time. Yeah, fair enough. But it's just it's just trying to get out. All right. Last story. What, of the what day. do you got? Man who opened fire at crowded block party granted day parole. Was this Canada, California or Florida? I'm going to go with Cali, Canada. Canada, because uh, he got parole. Cali. Yeah, no, it is Canada, and uh, Dave's fucking cheating. I know he is. <laughs> I didn't know they had yes. guns in Canada. <laughs> I was cheating that whole time. Yeah, they they, they have guns, just uh, uh, like shotguns, pistols, uh, shit like that. Nothing fancy. Yeah, but that is odd. You don't really hear too much about shootings in Canada because they're usually done on animals, you know, or maybe uh, 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 someone's tire. Yeah, well, this was in Toronto, too, so you got a mix of all sorts of crazy up there. Yeah, but for the most part, Toronto's pretty chill. For a city that size, you can walk around there any time of day or night. They usually just ram vans into people up there, do it the old-fashioned way. Well, anyways, thanks for listening to this quarantined version of the Valley Report. Brandon and I sucked, but luckily good Brandon was here to save the podcast. Thanks a lot, Blackburn, for finding us. Where are you at? Where do we find you online? I got the Twitter going, but I mostly just repost, you know, the stuff you guys put out there and from my projects. But hit me up. It's uh, I don't know what it is. You guys follow me. What is it? Uh, I think it's Blackburn Brand. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Let's go with that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, we are the Valley Boys. Peace out. And good night.